Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had, and she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first, and she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work, which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, The Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the Word, pray the Word, study the Word, proclaim the Word, and live the Word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The Paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, 26. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. The application from last Sunday's fourth Sunday of Ordinary Time. The first reading shows that putting our trust in God will give us the strength to overcome our fears. The second reading revealed that the power of love overcomes all obstacles. The gospel tells us this is the love that must be proclaimed outwardly, even when it is not accepted. This week, look at each member of your family with God's eyes and see their beauty and particular special gifts. With each family member or with a friend, take time to say, 
what I like most about you is then watch the power of love as that person becomes radiant in the glow of God's love through your love. Deacon Ken, I asked this of my grandchildren, and their attitude became humble and joyful almost immediately. I told Marie that I liked most her truthfulness, perseverance, and love. The following is a letter that was in our newsletter back in 1983 on the power of love by Deacon Ken. Chaplain, don't worry about your daughter. The Lord will heal her. I started to say thank you. And then this man who was waiting to leave our facility and go to Folsom State Prison to serve a life term said, don't worry about anything and pray about everything. Then he took my little vial of holy oil and began to give me a blessing. He called upon the Lord to give me the gift of patience, courage, and joy. I share this with you because this man has been called a monster because of his crime. And yet, here he was, even after being sentenced, giving praise and glory to the Lord. His eyes glistened, and he had trouble keeping back the tears as we talked about his eight-year-old boy and his girls, ages four and six. Here was a man getting ready to serve a 20-year-to-life sentence, and his faith in Jesus Christ was giving him the strength he needed at this time to even minister to me. I answered that application. I had a birthday lunch for my son and told each person what I liked most about them, and they put on a smile. I could see it uplifted, each one. It was my son's 55th birthday, and on his birthday 49 years ago, they made abortion legal. Our son is adopted, and what I like most about his biological mom is that she chose life for Dan. How blessed I am to have this wonderful son. What was a helpful or a new thought from the readings of from the homily you heard on Sunday? And from what you learned, what personal application did you choose to apply to your life this week? Deacon Ken, the power that radiates from your praise of what God has done in, in your life. In the application he chose, I tried to witness to my family the love and power of God by witnessing to them what he has done for me in my life. Another application he had, what I like most about you is, I think this is a powerful motivating factor, especially if that person looks up to you. The application, I tell each one of my grandchildren what I think is special about him or her. I am going to tell this to my clergy co colleagues also. And I answered that. The second reading on love was the scripture that convicted me of my sinfulness. And the Lord touched my heart when I called out to him. I know beyond a doubt the love God has for me. I asked him to teach me that day 
1974 on how to love, and he has been doing it ever since. I know now love is self-sacrificing for the good of others, just as Jesus did when he got on the cross. I am a temple of his spirit. This week is the fifth Sunday in Ordinary Time. The first reading is from Isaiah 6, 1 to 8. The second reading is 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 11. And the gospel is Luke 5, 1 to 11. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. While the crowd was pressing in on Jesus and listening to the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Genereset. He saw two boats there alongside the lake. The fishermen had disembarked and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, he asked him to put out a short distance from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. After he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and lower your nets for a catch. Simon said in reply, Master, we have worked hard all night and have caught nothing, but at your command, I will lower the nets. When they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their nets were tearing. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come to help them. They came and filled both boats so that they were in danger of sinking. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at the knees of Jesus and said, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For astonishment at the catch of fish they had made seized him and all those with him. And likewise, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners of Simon. Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. When they brought their boats to the shore, they left everything and followed him. The gospel of the Lord. The questions. What was the crowd doing? pressing in on Jesus and listening to the word? And where was Jesus standing? By the lake of Genereset. What did Jesus see? Two boats. Where did he go? He got into one of the boats. And what did he sit down and do? He taught the crowds from the boat. After Jesus got through speaking, what did he tell Simon to do? Put out into deep water and lower your nets for a catch. And what was Peter's reply? Master, we have worked hard all night and have caught nothing, but at your command, I will lower the nets. What is Jesus's command to you? John 15, 12. Love one another as I love you. The personal are you as quick as Simon was to God's command to you? How is that seen by those close to you? Deacon Ken said, yes, my commitment to walking with Jesus. In another book, sometimes by my perseverance.
And I answer that, I am working on it. Loving the way God loves me is unconditionally. He loves me as I am, and loving him like him takes time. That's why I say I am working on it. I have experienced God's love and forgiveness over and over. I still fall short of loving others as he loves me unconditionally, but I am a lot better than I used to be. What happened when Simon did what Jesus commanded? They caught a great number of fish and their nets were tearing. And after signaling to their partners in the other boat to come help, what happened to the boats? After filling them, they were in danger of sinking. What did Simon Peter do and say? Luke 5, 8. He fell at the knees of Jesus and said, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. How did Abraham see himself? Genesis 18, 27 says, See how I am presuming to speak to my Lord, though I am but dust and ashes? What was the reaction of Simon Peter and the others at the catch of fish? Astonishment. What did Jesus tell Simon not to be afraid? And what did he tell him that he would be catching from now on? Men. When the fishermen brought their boats to shore, what did they do? They left everything and followed him. How are you made fishers of men? Matthew 4, 19 says, come after me and I will make you fishers of men. The personal, who are you following and what has been the result? Deacon Ken said he's following Christ and it's been life-changing, his health, marriage. In another book, he said, Jesus Christ, People have also heard my message and followed him too. And I answered that. The word made flesh, Jesus, and I received healing. I have found that healing comes through the word of God spoken. We have had a woman coming to where we pray, the St. Dismas Rosary for Life, in, in front of Planned Parenthood with a huge sign speaking of women's rights, their fertility, and yelling all kinds of obscenities, blocking the pro-life signs. So I am in the process of making a sign with Deuteronomy 30 on it. I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. Choose life. Hopefully that word of God will change this woman's heart. Read and meditate on Psalm 138, 1 to 8. I thank you, Lord, with all my heart. Before the gods, to you I sing. I bow low toward your holy temple. I praise your name for your fidelity and love. For you have exalted over all your name and your promise. When I cried out, you answered. You strengthened my spirit. All the kings of earth will praise you, Lord. When they hear the words of your mouth, they will sing the ways of 
the Lord. How great is the glory of the Lord. The Lord is on high, but cares for the lowly and knows the proud from afar. Though I walk in the midst of dangers, you guide my life with my enemy's rage. You stretch out your hand. Your right hand saves me. The Lord is with me to the end. Lord, your love endures forever. Never forsake the work of your hands. What is the Lord saying to you personally through the psalm? And how can you apply this to your life? Deacon Ken said, verse 3, when I called, you answered me. Application, by being open to the cries of the poor, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and financially. And for me, I said, though I walk in the midst of dangers, you guard my life when my enemies rage. You stretch out your hand. Your right hand saves me. My application, hold the sign high and say the Lord came to bring life, life to the full as I'm praying. The thief comes to kill and slaughter, but Jesus came to bring life. The commentary for this week. Luke tells us that Jesus provides more than just a miraculous catch of fish. Imagine, if you will, a group of tired fishermen who have been tending their nets unsuccessfully all night and into the dampness of early morning. As the fishermen were mending their nets, Jesus tells Simon, a professional fisherman, where to fish and even where to drop their nets. Out of sheer curiosity and a little tinge of respect, Peter tells him that that area did not look too good, but he would try it once more. Peter and the rest of the fishermen were awestruck at the miracle. Peter immediately recognized his own insignificance in comparison to Jesus's greatness. Peter knew about Jesus's healing power, but he was amazed that Jesus cared about his day-to-day routine and understood his needs. God is interested not only in saving us, but also in helping us in our daily lives. When we decide to follow God, two major preconditions appear. We must first recognize that our human nature is good, but has been wounded by sin. Then we must recognize the futility of human effort by itself to overcome sin. Just as these men had fished all night without success, but at the powerful command of Jesus, filled their nets. Jesus had established authority in the synagogue, first by healing the sick and casting out demons. Now he established authority in their lives and on their level and helped them in their work. They then left their nets and followed him and became fishers of men. Luke 5, 10, and 11. For us to follow Jesus is more than acknowledging him as Savior. 
It means renouncing our sinful past completely and in obedience and humility, devoting our lives and future to him. The application, the first reading tells us that each one of us is called to say, here I am, Lord, use me. The second reading reminds us that the central message of our faith is that Jesus' death and resurrection gave us salvation. In the gospel, we see Jesus make the fishermen real fishes of men. This week, let the call to serve Christ be reflected in your daily routine of living. Take time to see where you can be a prophet in your family, school, or work area. Show your care and concern on the level of the person with whom you are attending or working. Remember, Jesus won them over with his personal care of their everyday needs. Isaiah said, here I am, Lord, use me. Try saying this to a family member or someone with whom you have difficulty. Jesus will take you at your word, and the miracle will start with you. Let us close with prayer. Thank you so much for this lesson, Lord, this week. Thank you for telling us that you're always there and you care about every detail of our lives. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.